What is up, you sexy bastards? It is your boy, Million Dollar Weekend, aka Rabbi Can't Lose, aka No Kagan. I'm sick, I'm exhausted, and I'm really happy. <laughs> Today's episode, and maybe video, I don't know if this is going to go out on the inner wide webs, is debriefing behind the scenes on everything that went down at Million Dollar Weekend. We launched the book. It hit, I think, 16 of all Amazon, which is bonkers. Thank you guys so much for supporting me. I hope the book supports you and helps you with all your dreams in life. I wanted to break down just everything that went on. I think there's just a lot of really surprising and insane nuggets that I think you're going to really enjoy. Some of the things might include the 80-20 of marketing. Which, what are some of the places that really move the needle in the book? I think that was super interesting. One by one, what the hell does that mean? And how did I do that in this book launch? Even though, yeah, we, we were able to sell a few books and it's done really well. And I'm very proud of all the, the people that have been a part of it and myself and everyone. What does one by one mean? And other things like the inputs, not the outputs. There are going to be a lot of ear nuggets along the way. And if you have not gotten Million Dollar Weekend, go grab it. Change your life. 48 hours. If you love the book and you've already read it, it would mean the world to me if you went on Amazon or Goodreads or Audible and left a review. I would really, really appreciate it. One, I love seeing the reviews. I read every single one of them. Uh, and it does inspire other people to then check out the book. A lot of times we, we go to movies or restaurants or really books based on word of mouth. So if you get to do that, I really appreciate that. I love you. Excited. Let's jump in. So we sent in an email that included the top five things or reflections, but this is a podcast and being recorded on audio and video. So I'm able to go deeper on that. Man, what an adventure. Here's things that, that went down for book launch. I'm going to start on things that are not on the email. So if you're on noahkagan.com email list, you got an email about this. But here's things that did not make it to the email that are just valuable. So one by one really works. I just spent the past three hours this morning texting people in our book launch team, thanking them. And I think people are really shocked that I'm doing it. I'm shocked that I'm doing it. <laughs> but I think that's just kind of the point. In business, I think we've heard all these platitudes, which I don't even know what that word means. But we hear all these things like, oh, do things that don't scale. And I don't know, then you hear people being like, I can't even find a customer. And I'm like, just message one person right now. And yeah, it'd be cool if there's AI. And yes, it'd be cool if there's some, you know, zappier tech that I could have just automated all that. But there's some beauty in just the one by one messaging and communicating with people who want to support you or people who are your customers or people who could become your customers. And it really works. When I started the book launch, team, which is probably one of the biggest game changers for the book, Million Dollar Weekend, I just messaged people on Twitter and, and LinkedIn DMs. I did eventually put it as a PS in my email, but that was such a massive change for the book. I got to get advice on the book, the back cover of the book, cohort people who read the book and went through the book so I could see what works and didn't work, heard about their language, shout out so many amazing people, Felipe, Valerie, Dejan, just like tons and tons of amazing people. And again, a lot of it was one by one. So think about that in your own work, really, instead of like, how do I do ads and create social content, and then I don't have to talk to anyone, like do the opposite of that. And I think you'd be surprised like that does lead to, I, I think, really massive results. But I think the quality of the results are just really high. So think again, one by one. Next up, over preparation. And this is a thing from Jay Yang. Shout out Jay Yang on Twitter. He's helped with all the social media for the launch and, and helped me run it still to this day. He actually tweeted about this, which is like, can you be overprepared? You know, a lot of what Million Dollar Weekend is about is taking action 
and confidence is built through courage, meaning by doing something that you're a little bit afraid of and facing maybe a tad of discomfort, how that builds your confidence and how that a lot of times is going to happen through taking action. Now, I wouldn't say the opposite of action is over-preparedness, but it, the idea here is if you're doing something, how do you make sure you're guaranteeing success? So let's work backwards. I wanted to get featured on a few things, a few people shows, and there's so many cool people out there. Now, instead of just going up to the show, which some shows I did, how did I prepare so that when I show up for the show, I'm like, this is going to be their best show in a year. And if you've had me on your show, I think a few people that listen to this, or if you've seen my shows, you're like, well, that guy's pretty good. And his answers are pretty clear. And that's because we over-prepared. And what that means is I like talked to two different speaking coaches. I met with Vanessa Van Edwards. And then for Tim, you guys can see it, but it's on video here. These are literally four pages of questions for Tim. And I mean, we basically created the kind of the title, thoughts about the thumbnail, thoughts about the content. I mean, we spent two months preparing for that one episode. So a lot of the stuff didn't even make it to the show. But as I got on the show, and that show probably was one of the, the biggest drivers of new people finding out about me and Million Dollar Weekend. It's because the show's really good. And I think a lot of us know when we worked hard and prepared for something and we show up for it, we're like, damn, I'm proud of myself. So yeah, different questions. Like he did ask like favorite books. And not only did I talk about my favorite books, I also brought one of them for him, which I thought was a little bit different. Who do you think of when you hear the word successful? And so how we prepared for this is Tommy, who was the, the book marketer, Tommy Dixon at Substack, go, go give him some love. For two months, we like looked through all of his other shows. For two months, we like thought about what are the best answers and stories we could be talking about. For two months, actually longer than two months, maybe four months, practicing on social media, practicing on other shows. What do you think of when you hear the word successful? Uh, I thought of Mark Ganey and being a time millionaire, buying whatever you want at the grocery store, being a great person, not having to wake up to an alarm clock. Tim, one of his favorite questions is what purchase of $100 or less has impacted your life? And I, I brought him the gifts if you made it to that far of the episode. So again, I think what I'm trying to encourage you, and I'm going to talk about this in a, in a later one of the points that was such a big impact from Million Dollar Weekend is be prepared. I am an Eagle Scout for the nerds that are out there. And it is be prepared. And I'm not always prepared, but I do my best. And, and I do think it increases your chance of being more lucky, increases your chance of success. And, and Tim even texted me after the show. He's like, dude, you were prepared. Thank you. So in the things you're doing, how prepared are you? I want to balance that with starting a business. You don't need to be super prepared if you haven't gotten a customer. But as you're doing some things like maybe you're doing a marketing campaign, are you prepared for the launch? Maybe as you're doing a sales call, have you practiced a sales call? Maybe as you're putting up an ad, like could you go look at some other people who've done good ads or studied a little bit better? And I think this just definitely set us up for really strong interviews that, you know, for me, I, I'm competitive and I'm also curious. So I look at Tim's recent interviews and see how our episode does. And so far, it's like twice to three times better. They're like, pretty cool, pretty cool. Debriefing is winning. It's another major concept from after the book launch, which is this is something we do at AppSumo a lot. I see Kellen doing it and Lindsay and Alona and Anna, which is like after we're doing different things at AppSumo, let's say we're doing Sumo Day or we're doing Black Friday or trying you know, a new one in February, Noah's birthday, where we're going to give away, donate a bunch of money. And even this million dollar weekend launch, how do you debrief? So I sent out to the team and I think you need to do debriefs by the way, debriefs are great whether the thing worked the way you wanted or didn't work. I think most people debrief only when it doesn't work. But you can debrief wins as well as losses. So I, I sent the team, Jay, Tommy, and Sylvie, three questions, which is things we should definitely do again if we're doing a launch, things we should not do again, and new things that we could have done for this book launch. And 
ideally, if you're doing something over and over, you want to keep debriefing it. And this is something literally every year now we have like columns. And so we can see like, okay, cool. We change, we change, we change. And it keeps getting better and better and better. I'll highlight a few of these because I just think I'm trying to encourage you to think about debrief. Our emails at noahkagan.com. And if you joined the newsletter, you've seen like the past launch emails are stories and they're long form. It's not just like link, link, link. And so I, we really enjoyed making them. They're harder to make. You need to look at the data from opens and clicks, but it definitely seems like we like that a lot. Other things we should definitely do again, asking each podcast host for one recommendation. So this is a strategy from near y'all, where if I was on a show at the end of the show, I'd say, hey, who's one podcast guest you think I should be on? And I actually uh, was able to get a lot of good introductions from doing that. Repurposing our emails to social media. So we would send out an email about the book launch of Million Dollar Weekend. And then the team would take that email and either just take the text and put it on social media or repackage the text into images. And it was interesting because, you know, you sent an email, I think our email list of it's totally like maybe 150,000 people. But then in terms of opens, it can vary. But I think, it, you know, maybe 40 to 50,000 people open it can totally vary. But let's just say it's around that. Now, there's still a, a ton of people, which is amazing. But now, you know, with the social media stuff, you can literally just have other people see that. And, and I think when we put out stuff on marketing, and I know I've had this misconception, this is totally a common mistake. Oh, everyone who saw it, saw it. And then you're like, one, they have to see it a bunch of times. And then they don't realize that you need to kind of keep putting it out and out and out and out. So that was uh, some good things. Some things not to do again. We posted a lot on, I did office hours every single Friday, which was really fun. But we were posting that all over all of our social media. So like on Twitter and LinkedIn and Instagram, it was like, go check me out on YouTube. And it was still like 150 people, which I love all of you 150. But like, I think if we, one of the, the last day, we're like, let's not post it. And we still got the same amount of people. Bulk buys. We had a few friends like Dan Andrews from Tropical MBA, people who had audiences of entrepreneurs. We asked them to grab books to tell their audiences about it and give it out to their audience. And so that was good. But in terms of like, there's a lot more to this, but basically the short of it is like that is not counting towards our sales numbers. And I would have rather just had those people buy on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or something like that. But for a lot of, in the past, a lot of other authors, when they want to say they're a bestseller, they do a ton of bulk buys. I don't think we did that many of them. And then new things to do, more Noah talking video clips. Yeah, a lot of the clips we ended up sharing online are more just me on other shows, but maybe me having my own clips that I created. More YouTube collabs, that seemed to make a huge impact. New, these are new things to try. Maybe other AMAs. I did AMAs on Reddit and Indie Hackers and uh, the Fastlane Forum. And actually, that seemed like, like, here's how you know you've done good marketing when people are like, I've seen you everywhere. And it's not that they've seen me everywhere. It's that I'm looking for certain people to see me everywhere. Another, I'll just, here's a quick bonus one as I keep going through the debrief of Million Dollar Weekend. Make friends five years before you need them. And... I was surprised how many people I could reach out to ask for help that I didn't have to be like, oh, I wonder if they're going to say yes or no to me. And so I think for, it's such an interesting thing not to be crazy transactional, like I need to work with this person so I could do these kind of mismatch thingy-majiggers, but more it's to the point of, oh, hey, like, how do I help other people out there? Like, hey, you have a book coming out? Like, I bought 50 copies. Like, there's a guy, Frank, who I've known for years who did that. And now I'm like, Frank, what do you need? And I think there's something there for you. If you don't have the money, that's okay. But can you like make content for them? Can you connect them? Can you get them on other shows? I had a few people like this guy, Chris McCarron, who like, he helped set up the Reddit AMA. He helped set up a lot of things. So now with Chris, one, I sent him a thousand bucks just as a thank you, but it makes it a lot easier now where he's working on things. 
I can support him and potentially even hire him for other pieces. All right. Enjoy the wins. So I'm noticing a lot of success in entrepreneurs being dissatisfied, and I've talked about this in the past. But in terms of most entrepreneurs, they're really like, oh, I met someone even recently, and it was like, yeah, I need a lot more views on YouTube, and I want more subs. And I was just like, yes, when people have money or they have subs or they have whatever it is, like, yeah, it's easy to be like, well, I'm good now. But no matter where you are, whether you just got your first customer, like people message me and they get their first customer, and I'm like, yeah, that's it, dude. Enjoy this. And I, I was telling him, I was walking around yesterday. I've been sick, and I think, I don't know if my body's falling apart post-launch, as well as I think the flu. But it was the idea that I was like, man, I'm proud of myself. And I think that's, I want everyone to think a little bit more about that. You know, whether you got your first customer, whether you got your 10,000th customer, whether you made a million, whether, frankly, you just sent a, a message that you were nervous about. Or maybe you hired someone, and you're like, I've never really hired, but I'm curious how that's going to go. And just celebrating these wins. I'm just noticing a lot of entrepreneurs succeed because they're dissatisfied, but they never find satisfaction. Then what's the point? So, you know, celebrate your own win today, whatever, whatever that is for you. Make it fun. Oh man, this was a great one. So we put together a, this super long book marketing thing. In the book marketing master, we had like all these original, we had all these ideas like, oh, we're going to do all this stuff. So then we went over it with Charlie Hohen. So Charlie Hohen's one of my very good friends. Shout him out. Check out his book, Play. I've bought it. Recommend. Charlie's awesome. He's helped Tim Ferriss, Tucker Max, for meet. He helped me. And I showed him the marketing stuff early on. He's like, and I showed him this book tour. And I was like, I'm going to fly around the world. And I'm going to see how many places I can go in 30 days or do some stuff like that. Charlie was like, do you want to do that? It's like, no, but I'm supposed to, or I think I have to. And he's like, you don't have to do shit. I was like, oh, that's so nice. So we didn't do it. And so in your own business, how do you make it fun? It doesn't have to be work. You don't have to create a job for yourself. And same thing with this, uh, another example is we're doing a book reading tour. So for people that bought 10 books, we like, we're going to be a book reading. So in Austin at Ryan Holiday's bookstore, it was last Friday. And I invited all these people out that bought. And it was so cool to meet your customers. But I was kind of dreading it. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to go sit on stage. And like, what I'm saying here is that your job is not to create demand for something that seems exciting. It's to find existing demand and satisfy it. End note. I was like, oh my God, I, I definitely don't want to do that. And so Tommy and I were sitting down. It's like, well, what do we want to do? We want the people who show up to get results for themselves. Like, I don't need to read the book. I've, I've definitely read it a lot. And I like reading it. And so we said, all right, well, how do we make it that the audience is going to get stuff valuable out of it? And so one, they want to connect with other people. And two, they want results for themselves. So one, we created a WhatsApp group and we had everyone introduce themselves. And one thing they wanted out of the day to, to start, shout out Nick Gray and Shaggy for helping inspire that. And then we broke the group up into two parts. One was now, not how, which is like, okay, what are things you could do now for your business right now? And then the second part was asking. So how do you practice asking or how do you ask others here for things? And it was one of these things where I think people are like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm actually going to do the thing on my business. I'm not here just to kind of like listen to some guy read the book. And that was cool. It was definitely nice to do that. And also, you know, like our book launch party, which I'll give as a separate thing. But again, make it fun for yourself. It's not fun. Okay, if your meetings suck, like change your meeting, reverse it, do it 180, do something different, cancel half of it, add some spice to it. Another thing about making it fun is get inspiration outside. And so what I mean by that is when we were doing our book launch party, I invited, I think around 35 people that helped work on the book directly, like either through promotion, through advice, through support, whatever that is. And this is something that's true for AppSumo, where with our book launch, we went to this party and it was my girlfriend looked up baby birthday showers. And I was like, oh my God, yes, such a great reminder. 
So if you're in an industry, like go track other industries, go track sports. If you're not into sports, go look up some other characters. Like if you're in male stuff, look up women. If you're in food, look up, I don't know, travel. And it was awesome because we got the, we looked up baby showers and it was just so many inspirational ideas. We had like a pinata at the book birthday party. We had a candle with a cake. And my girlfriend did a lot of the planning. She was awesome. And it was fun. And again, a lot of that was just inspired outside the category. Same with AppSumo. I think you guys know the story, but part of our initial inflection and major growth was when we did giveaways. And I found out doing, I got inspired to do a giveaway because the back page of a women's blog, it was like this last page of a blog. And it was like, hey, we're doing a giveaway trip to Italy. And I was like, huh, what if we did that for software? And then we did it for life. And then Chad on the, my best friend and business partner, Chad Boyda built it and then went viral and that. That was a literally eight-figure, $10 million-plus idea that we got out of a woman's blog. A few other things, and I'll cover some of the stuff on the emails. One, say yes to everything so you can say no to nothing. So again, this is opposite advice. And what I mean by this, and, and when you're starting out in your business, get the dollars. And I've seen so many people be like, no, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this. It's like, okay, that's okay. But just use it as repetition, use it as practice, use it as a skill you're developing. And, and this is true for a lot of things. So if you're just getting started in something, just think about how do I get reps in? And so with the book, it was like, how do I just take a lot of shows? Anyone who wants a show, as long as they had some shows that I could see, I would say yes. Over time, I was like, okay, now I feel like I'm getting my, you know, preparing. I'm good with these shows. And so it was like, they need to have 100 reviews, 100 episodes and have one episode in the last 30 days. And that just made a nice rule where I started saying no to almost all things because I'm like, hey, here's what I do. If you get to that, I'm happy to do some show with you. And I think especially early on in business, like I, I did a video that just went out about me starting my own million dollar week in business, even though people shit it all over, all over it on YouTube, which is kind of interesting. Good learning. And I was doing this DocuSign alternative, which is launching February 19th-ish, beta on AppSumo. We don't, I don't even know if we have a name for it yet. When I was doing it, I was just like, anyone who would buy it, I would call. I would call anyone to see who would buy. And then over time, I was like, man, agency people do a lot of contracts. Personal finance people do a lot of contracts, real estate people. But in the beginning, I was just like, anybody. And so I think in your businesses, just try to say yes, especially in the beginning, and then start saying no. More people want you to succeed than you realize. And this is true for your business, your friends, your family, your neighbors. Like, even if you think everyone hates you, like, there's definitely a few people out there that want you to win. At least I do. And all you have to do is ask them. And that has been so special to put myself in that place to receive all that love. Kind of woo-woo-y, as I say it out there. But I think it was just kind of surprising. And I think that's true for you and for everyone, which is like, there's a lot of these people out there that are like, yo, man, I hella want you to do well. Like, I so want you to win. And I'm excited for you to win. And you do have to ask. But this is true for your business. It's true for your marketing. I think sometimes, I don't know, I think I feel like people are against me. And what I mean by that is, you know, a few people didn't help me out or like something happened and the show didn't go out on time. Just different examples. And I'm like, ah, it's against me. And it's like, dude, there's like the whole world on your side here. And like one thing is not working out and you're just like making it the, the whole thing. It's like, no, no, no. Just like look over on the other side. It's like everyone there is, is excited for you. And that's just so cool. That was probably one of the best things I was in bed thinking about you know, all these people on the book launch team, I was thinking about all these other shows I went on. I was thinking about all these people who reached out to say, hey, can I help you with your book? And I was like, damn, man. <sighs> Thank those people. I mean, I was just like super, 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 super grateful around all of that. By the way, speaking of people who helped us out, 
Shout out to the homies at Gusto. So I work with a group of people at Backyard Ventures here in Austin, Texas, a guy named Matt Cisneros. And he emailed me and he was, or texted me and was like, yo, man, I want to buy some books. And he's like, also, we can buy books with your sponsorship. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, yo, Gusto sponsored you guys. And I was like, damn, thank you, Gusto. If you guys aren't using payroll services, and I know that's what you woke up this morning thinking, like, you know, if I did one thing today, payroll. But I want you to have that problem where you're making money and you're paying people, and that's a great problem to have. Now, with Gusto, I wish we were using it soon. I'm still trying to convince the team to use it. But on our content team and so many other people are using Gusto that's out there. Now, it's a pain in the ass. It's like we have to use ramp.com for some stuff, which I like. And then we have to use like a payroll service. Then we're using PayPal. It's super, super annoying. So Gusto sells all that stuff. And then you have 1099s. I have to pay another accounting firm to go do some 1099 stuff. If you need to do payroll, if you're making some cash, if you want to make it simple for yourself, gusto.com slash Noah. Go get them some love. Like seriously, that was super cool of them. They dropped a few thousand bucks for it. It supports making all this content, supports the team. I think, you know, we have to pay this video, podcast editor. And again, that doesn't matter to you, but if you've liked this content, you've enjoyed it, thanks. Listening to it is more than enough. And if you need help on your own business with payroll, with HR, HR, that stuff sucks. No one likes doing that. I woke up, when I was a kid, I was like, I want to be an HR payroll. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, I was like, I just want to get rich and have fun. And I'm like, oh my God, we can all do it too? Hell yeah. So if you're getting rich out there and you need help running your small business, go use gus.com, show them some love, gus.com slash Noah. All right, now a few more things. These are from the email. And if you're not on the email list, go to noahkagan.com and join our newsletter. A few other kind of like debriefs on this stuff. There really is an 80-20, but it's hard to know the 80-20. And that's why at AppSumo, we always talk about test and invest and then double down. And so it's hard to know what really works until you test things. And now it's just like so much clearer. And I, I think that's something, it's hard to figure out ahead of time. It's a hard to know there's gonna be a traffic accident before you drive. And so you do have to get going. And then as you're going, start making adjustments. And so really thinking about in your own business, what has been working and what's the stuff that really matters. So like a few of it for us, and just I'll share some of the, my own thoughts in terms of 80-20. It's like, there's probably just a few podcasts. Like, and that's why in the book, uh, we call it a dream 10, which is inspired by Chet Holmes, as well as in doing all of our business. Like what are the real things that how you got your customers in the past? Just do a lot more of that. And I think a lot of people are looking for so many new things or watching another video or buying another book when you really don't need it. And so some of the 80-20 that, that I observed for our own marketing, I'll just share a little bit of the highlights. The launch team, the one-by-one -one launch team, a few interviews. So Tim Ferriss, Ali Abdal, CNBC, uh, sending out free books. We sent out, I think around 300 books, but we also like, I hand signed them. I think so many times people are like, oh, here's like a holiday card. And it's just like some crappy ass photo with no stories. And I'm like, no, let's just like make it cool. So that people are excited to share it. And I was really happy about that. Last one, what do you already have in your network? And I, I talk about this stuff and people are like, damn, stop talking about boring shit. I'm like, this is how you get rich. This is rich people shit. And what I mean by that is not like I have some massive secret out there. I'm sharing exactly the ways I do it that you can copy and they do work. I get now I'm getting texts and emails from people like, dude, it worked. I'm like, I know. And use what is in your advantage. Use where you have an advantage in, meaning I have been blogging and have an email list. So again, start your own email list. You can go to sendfox.com and get your own. And then we have AppSumo. And think about for yourself, what do you have in your arsenal? What do you have that you don't need to ask for permission for? And if you don't have something, guess what? Start building it. And I thought that's just so interesting to think about in different businesses where it's like, what do you already have available? Don't try to go and just post on Reddit and pray. 
the other thing with that is we had incentives. So if you bought the book early, you got some incentives. We tested those incentives for a month. We put together what we thought, and then we studied a bunch of other authors that had incentives. And then we went to our launch team. Shout out, I freaking love you, launch team. And they're like, suck, 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 suck. And that's where we ended on the incentives. And I think we crushed with these incentives because they were really things people wanted. It wasn't just like dog shit thrown at a wall. Who would throw dog shit at a wall? But I think that's what we do is we're like, here's what people want. It's like you create a dish at a restaurant, you put on the menu and no one orders it. And you're like, oh, okay. No, go ask them. And then they tell you what they want and then you make it for them. So that was some of the 80-20. Coming back on other things, we can all do super hard work. We can all do super hard work. And the hard work is what we're most proud of. So find something you like or find something you want to do. Maybe it's a physical thing. Maybe it's a business thing. Maybe it's a relationship thing. And do the hard one. If you have two choices, do the harder one. And you will be so proud of yourself. And this is something that what Million Dollar Weekend is about. It's that we can all do the hard thing. And on the other side of the hard thing is that life you've been thinking of. And it's not that far away. I've been thinking about it for myself. I'm like, what's the next hard thing? And I, I think my hard thing at this point is just sticking with these things and being present for my girlfriend and our future baby. That's the hard thing, right? Not chasing another thing. Like, I got to do more YouTube. I got to have more other stuff. It's like, no, you got to just be satisfied. You know, got to be. But I just my hard thing is being satisfied and content with what's already happening. And like, yeah, that's my work. Maybe that's easy for a lot of other people. And that's great. But for me, that is something I want to work on. And I'm making mistakes and still getting better at it. So what's the hard thing in your life? And I promise you, you can do it. And I promise you, it's, it's not as hard as you think. And the reward's going to be so, so sweet. Think about anything that you're proud of in your life. And what's the commonality there? I always like that thought. And it's always been something you wanted. And it was something that took time and was hard. And you did it. And maybe it wasn't exactly how it worked out, how you wanted it to work out. But you did put in the work and you're proud of yourself. And I think about, the first thing that comes to mind for me is like marathon. Or I'd say this book launch, the book itself and the book launch. And all of them are hard. Five last ones. There's a lot. Success leaves clues. I mentioned as we did these incentives to pre-order the book, I went and looked up everybody else's incentives. Now, instead of trying to figure out and be innovative on everything, just be innovative on a few things and copy successful things. So like, for instance, right here on the back of the book, we had our original version, which no one, literally no one looks at the back of a book. If you actually look at your favorite book's back cover, they're all pretty trashy. And I don't mean that as an insult. It's just no one really makes decisions based on it. And no one pays attention to it. So Yes, I'm sure Steve Jobs would have it be perfect. It would be like a white page, but no one cares. And for me, it's like, okay, let's not invest a lot of time on the unsubscribe page if you get my drift. But in terms of success leaving clues, go look at any of the books you do like and see if there's any inspiration from that. And so our back cover, we, we took inspiration from Atomic Habits, from Tim Ferriss, from all the most popular business books of the decade, and then made our own version. Same thing for the book itself. I went and did 30 plus book reports of all the best books in all these categories. So The Artist's Way, David Goggins about fear, Tim Ferriss about business, Gary Vee's books, like anything that's been around for a long time, specifically categorically, like we have a lot of different categories. There's like a fear category. There's a selling and asking category. There's a marketing category. There's all these different ones. And so it was taking 30 different reports to then be inspired. So again, success leaves clues. And I think a lot of times we're all trying to be way too innovative when I think it's really about being iterative. So see it and iterate from that part. Next up is build with your customers. So I think there's a thing called build in public, but I think the next iteration of this is build with your customers. So instead of building in public and your customers see it, you build it in real time or in parallel so your customers are actually experiencing that. So for the book, you know, an example of that is like literally writing the book and being like, hey, y'all, I need your help. I had 20 people per chapter work on the chapters with me. 
after Tal and I put together the V1s of it. And so building with them and having them see your failures, every single Friday for six months of launch, we shared exactly what was happening with us and letting people participate and comment about what happened that week. It was like, what happened? What's upcoming? And questions or thoughts. And we did it every week for six months. And there's just a lot of that. And I think you could definitely benefit where a lot of times we do it in, in our little cubby and then we send it out and we're like, oh, I wonder how it goes. It's like, why don't you just not wonder how it goes and know how it goes? Another thing, I made, and if you like this part of it, let me know, I'll do more of it, but it's called the survey to sale method. And what that was, was we would send out emails surveying the audience, like, hey, where should I do a book tour? Because at first we thought we were going to do one. And a lot of people would then say, hey, I want your book tour here. And if people said they wanted my book at some place, then I would message them one by one and say, hey, thanks for interest in the book. Do you want to be part of our launch team and help with the book? So again, how do you include your audience with your business? Next up, work backwards from your goal. This is a common one. We set a goal, first 1,000 reviews of the book within launch month as well, Then, which I think we're going to hit. And then we wanted to get 25,000 sales within launch month, which is pretty insane. And it doesn't matter if you have an insane goal or a small goal. I, don't, I actually think more unambitious goals are better. Have a timeline and then work backwards from that goal. So how do you think you're going to get it? So for us, this 25,000 number I've talked about in the previous episode, we've had it in five different chunks, right? It was the launch team. It was Noah Kagan team and AppSumo. It was the dream 10 list. It was pre-fluencers. And then it was targeted bulk buys for entrepreneur communities. That's what we thought would get us our numbers. So work backwards. I think so many times people are like, well, I'm just going to see how it goes. Number four, we can do hard things. Talked about that a little bit, but really it's when you face yourself and face that part you're a little uncomfortable about, you realize how great you are. And you are. That's just it. And the people that haven't done it, really, they're just afraid. And they think they can't do it when they can. And that's my job here is to say, you can do it. I can do it. I don't have some special abilities that are like, you know, I bought on Amazon that it's like an exclusive club. No, it's worldwide. Ability and effort are universal and you can do it. And when you realize you can do these hard things, I think you realize how great you are. You've always been that great. And when people ask, like, am I filling my potential? It's because they know they're avoiding the work. And people always said that line, I think, especially in like woo-woo culture, it's like, do the work. I'm like, what is the work? And the work just means like, what's the hard thing you're avoiding? So maybe it's not drinking as much. Maybe it's prioritizing your partner that you said you wanted to. Maybe it's actually being in a committed relationship if you said you wanted to. Maybe the work is actually finishing the thing, the painting that you said you'd paint. Maybe the work is posting your painting online. Maybe the work is asking someone to be a customer in your agency. Maybe someone like, I saw this guy today selling meatballs. <laughs> He's like, I want to sell sandwiches. <laughs> that was super cool. So what is the hard thing? And then go do that work. I got to get that email. That was so funny. I'm doing meatballs. And lastly, focus on the inputs, not the output. So I literally told the publishing team, my agent and Tommy on the book marketing team, like, don't tell me rankings. Don't tell me sales numbers at all, at all. I only cared about the 1,000 reviews as my initial goal for this book. And I have a list of 1,000 people who I've been messaging. And I'm going to ask them over time, like, hey, have you left a review? I'd really appreciate it if you've read the book and you've liked it. Now, in business, I think it's exciting to see subs. It's exciting to see followers. It's exciting to see the outcomes. But you can't really control it. If I go and look at its high, I feel bad. Or if it's low, I feel good. But it's, again, out of my control. And what's in my control, what I can feel good about is the work I'm doing. And so that was something I was really proud of. We're only on launch day did I finally look at the ranking on Amazon. And it was like almost 100. And I was like, I was actually a little disappointed, if I'm honest, because I was like, damn, I've, we've done a lot of marketing. If this is what you get for 100, like people are, must be selling books. Like 50 Shades of, uh, of Sex is crushing me. My next book, <laughs> Million Dollar Shades of Grey. I don't know. 
What I did come back to, though, was just I, I enjoyed just focusing on the inputs and it almost alleviated it. It alleviated the pressure that I have to have a number on the outside, this vanity stuff. And yeah, of course, I'm not going to bullshit. Like, oh, I don't care if it's all. like, I, yes, I'd like it to do well. I'd like people to read it. I like people to make changes in their own lives. I really appreciated my own effort. And I think something for you to think about out there is what's in your control and looking at that number a lot more often than just looking at the dollar because the dollars will come or the sales will come, but stay focused on the things that you know can affect that outcome. So for me, it's like, how many emails am I replying to from people that ask questions? How many DMs am I heading up people saying, hey, can I send you a book for free, which I'm still doing? And how many posts are we doing on social media? How many people am I asking to be on their podcast? How many people am I asking for referrals? What a lot of people do is they kind of are just looking at the outside stuff, just look at it on the inside stuff. You feel pretty damn good. And I, I really liked it. It's been a wild ride, my friends. This book launch, I'm sick. It's definitely been tiring. It's been some of the probably longest and hardest work I've ever done. And also what I'm, I'm most proud of. And I'm liking reading the book. I'm loving seeing people post about it. I'm loving people reading review, writing reviews. I read most of them. And I'm excited to see what, it, what everyone's life is going to look like in the next decade and how many people are going to change it in a weekend, which it's happening already. And it, the book just launched last week. So I want to thank you for taking a chance on me, listening to me all these years, taking advice, believing in me, and I believe in you and seeing you do this for your own life, whether it's already great or there's more things you can improve on it. I look forward to the next 10 years of this podcast, YouTube, emails, whatever it is out there. I love you and I'll, I'll see you guys out there. If you like this show, let me know. Slide in my DMs at no Kagan anywhere. If you haven't gotten the book, milliondollarweekend.com. If you could take a minute to leave a review on Amazon or Goodreads, that would mean the world to me. Next, text your friend you love him. Yo, dog. Let's go have a million dollar weekend together. Thank you to Jason at podcasttech.com for making these episodes. Appreciate you, my man. Hope everything is going well in life. Thank you to Jeremy for stepping up when I need you. Cam, Sasa, Sylvie. Dylan and Tommy from the Dork Team for all the magic y'all do. Have a healthy day. What's your favorite part of Million Dollar Weekend? <laughs>